Good morning, Green Bay Packers fans. Well, maybe it's not so good after the atrocity that we saw on the field yesterday. But you know what? We're back. We're here. I'm Robin, and with me is Brian. But, of course, you're not here to listen to us. You're here to listen to Gilbert Brown, the great figure himself. How are we doing today, guys? His name says Matt LaFleu. <laughs> With a question mark, because I wasn't sure. If, trying to think of something funny, but. I'm going to call him Matt LaFleu. Because <laughs> he's going to fly away. Oh, yeah, well. Yeah. yeah, you need to. <laughs> so, what happened yesterday? I mean, we were talking pre show. We're going to start from the top down. So I want to start with a question I have because non-football players such as myself and Brian have been debating it on, on social media. So I want to ask Gilbert this question. Gilbert, it's been four games, four games in a row that the Packers offense has failed to score a single touchdown in the first half of the game. In two of those games, they've been shut out in the first half. Is that a player problem or is that a coaching problem if it happens in four consecutive games? I'm going to put this to you like this. You had two weeks to score on a team that gave up 70. Yep. <clears throat> two weeks. You mean tell me in those two weeks you couldn't find something that worked from the 70 debacle to now? Yep. Come on, man. That lets you know right there something's wrong. Something is wrong. But everybody's going to point the finger at Jordan Love because he's the one that's on the center, that's taking orders. I don't know if he got a chance to, like Aaron was, be able to change the play. I don't think he got that kind of pull yet. <clears throat> All I'm saying, man, is that there's something going on more than behind the scenes and what they're supposed to be. I look at the defense yesterday. Defense played okay, but we gave up certain things that we shouldn't have gave up to get them in position to kick those field goals. And then I look at, I'm real critical about the line play, man. Defensive line, we played better than what we did when we played Detroit. But we're not using our hands. We're not getting separation so we can see the ball carrier coming through the hole. All we're doing is getting upfield. We're explosive off the ball. But the offensive linemen are just walling us off. And the running back is just running in that hole instead of us using our hands, getting separation, and finding that ball carry. Because sometimes you can lose that ball carry behind those big offensive line. It was too much of that. And tackling was, was, wasn't was was great uh, uh, yesterday either. So, I mean, we got, we, we got things to fix, man. But I do say this. We are going to beat the Minnesota Vikings. Man, I sure do hope so. I, 
you know, if we end up like only winning five or six games this season, I'm okay with that as long as those wins are against our division. <laughs> you know, just oh, and the Bears won yesterday. It's just beat a so team that beat us. Yeah. And they didn't even have their starting with, with their backup quarterback. The backup quarterback yeah. is better than the starting quarterback is why. Well, I hope they don't figure that out. He was he was a, a cult hero in the uh, draft community coming up this, this past uh, draft cycle. Man. <laughs> yeah, and see, like, that's the problem that I have, like, you're right, Gilbert. There, there are two camps among Packers fans. There are the people that are putting it on coaching. And then there are the people that are putting it on Jordan Love. And there are several of them that are saying, well, it's time to think about drafting a, a, new, a new quarterback in the upcoming cycle. It's been seven games <laughs> in his career. Seven seven starts. But they're not giving them the chance that they gave Brett Favre. They're not giving them the chance that they gave Aaron Rodgers. He's a, he's a, he's a four-year guy in a rookie position, if you can understand what I'm saying. He's a rookie still. The first time he didn't play the full, trying to play a full season, he got he got a little he got a little experience behind him, but that all goes out the door when those bullets are alive, man. People don't understand that. They don't understand that. I mean, he may have been there for four years, but he never played a full season. He never been through this. He never been through the ups and downs. Now, I do think when I look at Jordan Love, he needs to mature more. I do see that. I do see that he needs to take more on himself. Like getting out there, maybe, maybe, maybe running the ball more, making some great decisions. That last threw he threw, that was not a good decision. He had AJ Dillon wide open in the flat with like 20 yards of green in front of him. That's a learning curve, man. That's a learning curve. You know what I'm saying? He gonna have to have them learning curves, you know. If it ain't there, take off, man. Yeah. Come on, stop throwing them ducks up in the air like that. Don't do that. You know what I'm saying? Especially where, was, especially where he threw that ball. It was yes. he threw it to the inside. Should have thrown more outside. So yes. at the very least, yeah, it's worse, worse incompletion. Yeah, that that that's what I was gonna say too. Like. If he was, if Toure was the guy he wanted to throw to, he should have thrown to the, to the cone, as opposed to like, inside, giving giving them a chance to pick it off. But, but also, I didn't like the play call. I mean, it was third and twenty. You need a field goal to take the lead. Just get your, your 10, 15 yards. Get back into field goal position. You don't you don't need a touchdown at that point either. You know what I'm saying? Management. Like, clock management. And we all know 
That is not Matt LaFleur's strong suit. It wasn't Mike McCarthy's either. No. Man, it was so weird. On Saturday, I was watching the Wisconsin Badgers actually win against Illinois, which was – I didn't see that coming because our starting quarterback was hurt and we had a true freshman starting. I saw that. And, and the fourth quarter, we, we were losing the whole game. And the fourth quarter – they get the ball back and they need a touchdown to win. And they ended up throwing, they threw it. It was a trick play. They threw a touchdown to uh, an offensive lineman. I saw that. Which was kind of fun. But the clock management by Coach Fickle was amazing. And it was so different from what I've seen in Green Bay over the last 25 years. It's different. Like I mean, he he took timeouts with purpose. The plays were drawn up to get guys out of bounds so they didn't have to burn timeouts. The runs were called purposefully. I just you, you got Kurt Benkert out here on Twitter saying that coaches need to play Madden in order to learn how to manage a play clock, which I think is ridiculous but like why is it so hard to manage this play clock that's i don't know that's why maybe this the floor's got too much on his plate <clears throat> maybe he should give up play calling not some people thought about then let's general call some call a game to see what happens mm. i think like, I wouldn't be surprised if he does that at like, the very last game of the season. He's like, oh, yeah, we're going to let Stendhal call the game, like, the very last game of the season. It's like, well, why you wait till the last game of the season? It's kind of pointless now. Yeah, what are you scared of? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right now, what y'all been doing ain't working, so let's switch it up. Yep. Let's switch it up. Let's see. Switch up the offensive line, too. The offensive line was... Mm-hmm. There's some some stuff in that game. Ever since they promoted Steno to offensive coordinator from offensive line coach, the line has gone downhill. Like, I know that they promoted him because they were afraid of losing him. But I don't like. I don't even know if giving Steno play calling duties is is the right answer. I almost would want to give it to Tom Clements. Or or Vrabel. Or Vrabel, yeah. Mm. Whatever it is, there there has to be a change. Whatever it is. Yep. Yeah. I think that there needs to be a lot of changes. A lot, yeah. It blows my mind that you can't score on a team in the first half that gave up 70. That's yeah. that's bad. The difference. It's really bad. Right mm-hmm. there. And uh and and the defense, I don't think they changed uh Broncos defense didn't change too much. So is M- Miami that good? Or is it that we are that bad? 
both. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Denver also held the Kansas City Chiefs to 19 yep. last week. Yep. So I don't think that the Broncos were as bad as that 70 like appeared to be like, I still think they're bad. There's no, I'm not saying that they're actually a really good defense and that we were totally like excused from sucking on offense yesterday. That's not what I'm saying. Just that they're not going to give up 70 every week. No, I don't think I'm expecting that, but they still should have. Yeah. And like they, they still, I don't understand how you can go six weeks without scoring a first half touchdown. I think it's pretty much unheard of in the NFL these days. Like, it, it sounds to me, Gilbert. I want to. I wanted to ask you when when you guys are playing and you're spending the week getting ready. Are you doing more self scouting, or are you doing more scouting of the other team, practicing for the team you're playing against? Well, for the most part, you got to be watching film on who you're going against, trying to see the tendencies that they're going to give you. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you can get a a jump on the snap count. Um, how a guy's going to run block you to pass block you, his stance. You know, it's a lot of different things you got to look for. You know what I'm saying? You don't just go out there and play the game. You got to really put some work into it. And You know, for the most part, like I said, with us, you know, there's breakdowns. And eight guys can't be doing the right thing and the other one's not. It's got to be a total effort. And, I mean, some of the first downs that we gave up for them to get those field goals, not saying that we missed our first field goal. If he'd have made that first field goal, who said what the game would have been like? You know what I mean? Right. You know, so it's 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 um, it's it's the, <clears throat> it's disheartening sometimes because you know this team is better than that. But all the first rounders we got on defense, you know, with the, with the things that we can put up, you know, but we got unproven across the board somewhere. I mean, the offensive line, second year guys, third year guys, we're unproven. You know what I'm saying? And it, I mean, it's up to LaFleur to put all that stuff together. Is either he got to change the play calling, he got to put his hands on that defense, he got to put his hands on that special teams. Don't be just sitting there worried about offense and letting everybody else take care of their department. As a head coach, you got to put your hands on everything. And LaFleur got to do that fast. Yeah, the reason I I agree with everything you said, the reason I asked the question was because whenever they talk about game prep, LaFleur always talks about self-scouting. And it sound, sounds like they're working on themselves and like trying to master their own offense without really thinking about how they can attack the defense's weaknesses. And I don't, and, and like, and it makes sense because the Packers still have the best second half offense in the NFL. And it's not just because they're down by, like, so many points. I mean, take take New Orleans, which we won, out of it. Take Detroit out of it. Even in the last four games, 
we we're still only down by not much going into the half. So it's not like we're putting Jordan Love on this. You you got to throw you got to throw us back into the game. They come out looking so much better in the second half. So I'm wondering, like, is 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 Lafleur like not game planning for these defenses? And then he like gives them the adjustments after seeing what they're like in the first half, and then they look good. Uh, Speechless. I, yeah. I was asked that question, but I have no idea. Uh, are you familiar with Bill Michaels, Gilbert? He, he's covered Bill Michaels. He's covered the Packers, Brewers, Bucks here in Wisconsin for a long time. They call him the big unit. Yeah, big unit Bill Michaels. Yeah, yeah, I know who that he, is. He tweeted out that a, a defensive player, Packers defensive player, told him on on the qt on the down low on the deal yeah that there is no game plan until halftime that doesn't make sense you can't come up with a game plan in 15 minutes less than 15 minutes that doesn't make sense i know it doesn't make sense and so like but here's the thing it doesn't make sense but also it how is the offense so bad in the first half and yet so much better in the second half? But then also, like, what does it say on the floor if he's got players that are comfortable going to a reporter and saying that? You you you, you would never hear him say that. I and mean, then you got to sit there and you got to question where did that come from because <clears throat> you cannot go into a game without a game plan. Every game plan that I have ever seen, even back when we had the first 15 plays for the offense, you know what I'm saying? You got to have a game plan going in or, you you know, it may not work. So you make adjustments at halftime. That's probably what we are. We're a great adjusting team at halftime from what we have got. You know what I'm saying? But I have never been a part of a team that goes into a game without a game plan. Never heard that before. I'm wondering if it's like a game plan that's geared towards the defense. Maybe their game plan is trying to make their own offense work. It still kind of doesn't make sense because, you, like I said, you're not going to be able to come with a game plan in 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever. It, it just doesn't make sense. I mean, adjustments, sure, but like – yeah, game plan in ten minutes. It's not that doesn't make sense. I agree. I'm just I'm just saying what Bill Michaels reported. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm just saying that what he's what he's reporting doesn't make sense. I mean, I mean, I mean, whoever whoever that source was, I'm sure you would never get his name because he would look like a fool. Yep. You know what I'm saying. But then again, you got to ask the source. So where did the source come from? Is that accurate? You know, what kid, what guy, I, I don't think I would ever know a guy that would come and say, we don't have a game plan until second half. I mean, are you a jackass? <laughs> you got to have a play. You got to have, you'll never hear whoever that was. You'll never hear that. Of course. 
I just also find it concerning that, like, regardless of whether or not it's true, that a player feels comfortable enough to say that about the coaching. I mean, anonymously, of course, but, like, I don't know. Well, if someone gets cut in the next couple days, we'll know that's who it was. Well, that's true. That's true. (laughs) If they cut someone out of nowhere, we're like, why did they cut? Oh. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Or if someone is, like, benched. Yeah. Mm. And you're like, hmm. (laughs) Mm. But, yeah, I mean, back when I played football in high school, we had game plans and spent the week game planning and stuff. So, it doesn't doesn't make sense. Yeah, I don't don't know. One defensive player that has been pretty – Outspoken is Rasul Douglas, and I like I like him a lot because <laughs> they asked him yesterday about like the offense and everything. He goes, "Yeah, the offense didn't play. I don't." He's like, "I don't know what goes on in the offense. They didn't play well. Okay, cool. We didn't get off the field, you know, as as a defense." Yeah, I mean they're they're playing a little bit better, but it's just it's not good enough. And there's a certain situations that this like you know the goal line stuff where they gotta it's just not some stuff they're doing just doesn't make sense. Well, yeah, like how are they not stacking the box yeah. on the goal line? Like you saw that that tweet from oh, Mike. Yes, yeah. I did. Yeah, I saw. I was, yeah, I was like, yeah, that's. I mean, McDuffie being in there, well, you can't do a super lot about McDuffie being in there because Campbell's out. But still, there's ways you can modify things, do some things differently to try to cover him up, you know, and stuff like that. But, yeah, I just don't know. I just am – the defense – Joe Barry – Joe Barry looks not as bad as I think people make him out to be. But consider the Packers have not played top-tier offenses yet this year. You know, and as Gilbert was saying, there were holes in the in the run game that we just could not stop. And let them march down and get those field goals and in clutch time when they needed it. And this is the Denver Broncos who are are not a good offense at all. Yep. What's gonna happen on our defense? What's it gonna look like when we play the Chiefs? I mean, everyone's like, yeah, you know. What's gonna happen when we play Detroit on Thanksgiving? Gilbert, you're we're we're all gonna be cooking and eating because we don't want to watch yeah. that massacre. Nope. But you're absolutely right. Like people are saying, like, oh, we held them under 20 again. We should win those games. Yeah, you should. But also, those aren't good teams. Like the defense. 
I, I'm worried about what the defense is going to look like when they when they finally catch a good offense. It's, oh no! <laughs> oh no! Oh no! I mean, yeah, the time to fire Barry was last off season, so it was past off season. There's no point in firing him now. I mean, people are trying to well, fire him now. There's no point. I mean, who are you gonna who are you gonna have on the offense? Right. I mean, on the defense. Yeah, and people are like fire Lafleur and like and get who? People are calling for Lafleur to get fired now, and it's like okay, so who's gonna be your interim head coach? I guess Basaccia would be the the guy. He would. He but would. like, people aren't so happy with Basaccia this year either. I want Lafleur. Bitched. I want Joe Barry. I mean, LaFleur fired. I want Joe Barry fired. I want Jordan Love bitched. I want, I want this. Oh, shut up. We got work to do. <laughs> we got work to do, man. I, I ain't throwing in the towel yet. We got work to do, man. There's things out there that can be fixed. You know what I'm saying? The attitude needs to change. You know, I wish LaFleur would bring some of us old guys in there to talk to all these young guys. And get them right, man. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 the little things that you look past that can help and get this team right, man. And I do say this: we're gonna beat the Vikings. We're gonna beat them. If we don't beat them, <laughs> I ain't getting on nobody podcast next week. <laughs> I'm gonna just hide my face. Gilbert's gonna call in sick. <laughs> I'm gonna call in sick <laughs> times two. Times two. <laughs> But you are sick. But what if I'm sick? Yeah. Mm -mm. I mean, I don't blame you. Come you on, should, man. You should call in some favors to the Packers to see if they'll let you come in and uh, talk to the, the D-line. But, you but know, see, man, that's it, the... it shouldn't be like that, though, man. Should, right. They, they right. should know, man, you know what? We need, we need, to, we, we need to break. Because I don't even think the coaches know the tradition at 1265 Lombardi Avenue. You need to be taught the tradition. You need to be taught the way the bar is set, and you got to reach out and grab it through the whole organization. Because there's a bunch of new faces around there that don't understand what it means. Plain and simple. Gilbert, when you played, <laughs> you got Ray Nitschke coming in to talk to you, right? Walking through the locker room. Hmm. Walking through the locker room. That's that must have been crazy. Didn't need to ask nobody, can I come in? <laughs> they don't, don't need to sit down at somebody, you know, the permission to come and sit down at somebody's locker and talk to them. None of that. Culture changed, man. You gotta bring that culture back. You know what I'm saying? Especially now with all these young cats walking around. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? For me to sit in my locker and have Ray Nitschke come down, I didn't ask him to come over there, sit next to me, and start talking to me about tradition, about what it means to be a Green Bay Packer. You don't get that in Chicago. You don't get that in Minnesota. That's the difference, man. Especially Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, especially. Yeah, no tradition. <laughs> Just a big blotch of purple that's all they got i remember you talking about that on your show with earl a few weeks ago about how the 
the veterans, the alumni are not allowed in the locker room anymore like they were. I mean, it's a lot of red tape for I, I shouldn't right. say I shouldn't say it that way. I should say that there's a lot of red tape for us to get in the building to go down and see the guys. I would love to sit down to Kenny Clark and talk to him. I would love to sit down and talk to TJ. You know what I'm saying? What would you tell him? What would I tell him? Yeah. Well, first of all, like I said, when I watched this game, it's the little things that can help you guys by using your hands. I mean, how many times, how many times can you let a guy wall you off without you using your hands? And I'm not just saying those two guys, I'm talking about defensive line as a whole. Somebody got to step up and take charge. You know what I'm saying? Maybe that's Kenny Clark. You know, step on a few toes to get where y'all need to be. You know what I'm saying? Out of the ordinary, you know, it's just, it's just, it's like right now, it looks like a piece of driftwood just drifting down the wall, the, 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 the thing. And hopefully it'll push them in the right direction. The wind will push them in the right direction. That's not how it's supposed to be. You got to take charge of your fate, man. Period. Would you say something that's to do to the, the coaching or the players or both? I'm gonna say it's a little bit of both. I think I think LaFleur needs to really put his hand on his team, man. You know what I'm saying? Stop just worrying about making the offense run. You know, you gotta put your hand on his team, make changes to get Joe Barry to do some things, change practice up. You know what I'm saying? There's certain things in practice we need to work on, and I think you sit up there thinking, oh, they'll get it in the game, or or no, no, no. You got to go back to the basics and fundamentals because right now we're two and four getting our ass kicked. We got the Minnesota Vikings coming in here, uh, a, a divisional foe. We got to play better and they ripe to get their ass kicked. So we need to do what we need to do to whoop that ass period. Are you familiar? Do you ever meet Mike Daniels when he played? Yeah. Packers. He was on a podcast uh, that some other content creators do over at Game on Wisconsin. Um, what was it? Lombardi's Bar. Yeah. And he said that the problem that he thinks the Packers have is they don't have any dogs on the team. They don't have guys that are willing to get mean. And not just on the field to their to the opponent, but also to their own players. Like, not like you gotta you gotta step on some toes. Like he he's like saying like you gotta bring an edge. And the Packers don't. He in his opinion, the Packers don't have anyone right now that is bringing an edge on either side of the ball. I think Sewell is. I think so, too. I, I agree. I think that Sewell definitely does. I think if, if Bakhtari was healthy, he would be for the offense. Yes. But thinking about it, I think that's about it. Like, Yeah, the, as far as like guys that will hold – the teammates accountable like that. Yeah, I think those are basically the two guys. I mean, 
We need yeah. we need Jordan Love to lead. We need Jordan Love to lead, and not by running his mouth, by the play on the field. That's what we need. If he does that, this would be a whole different team. Whole different team. Yeah. I mean, we, we've talked about how he's learning and that whole fourth year thing is kind of not what people make it out to be. He's still learning. But why, why is Mark Mayfield calling me knowing we're doing this podcast? Does that make any sense? <laughs> knowing we're doing this podcast. What's wrong with it? Shout out Mark Mayfield. Shout I out. got you, dog. I got you, dog. <laughs> yeah, he did a uh I, I hear there's gonna be a special thing coming up, but I don't want I probably shouldn't tell you. That's that's Mark's field, but oh, I'm excited about the potential. But I noticed, like, people want, of course, a Super Bowl caliber team, right? Mm -hmm. And when you look at the last two Packers teams that won the Super Bowl, your team had Reggie White, Packers, Super Bowl, and in addition, the the 2010 team had Charles Woodson. I mean, two incredible leaders of men, both on and off the field. And I'm just waiting for someone on the Packers rosters to step up and be like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think who that could be. I don't know. I mean, I really don't know. I mean, Aaron Jones maybe, but I don't know. I don't know if there's like that type. Uh, and then Sewell, of course, but like, yeah, I just don't know. I don't know who else would do that or who could do that. I mean, it's not like an easy thing to ask, right? No, of course not. Two Hall of Fame players and two of the finest just human beings ever to play in the NFL. Like, it's not an easy ask. But when you look at, like, any Super Bowl winning team, they have one of those guys. At least. On it, you know, at least one. And I think that Gilbert's team had multiple. Oh, yeah. I mean, you got Reggie. You had Leroy. Of course. You had... George Koontz. And then on offense, you had Frank Winters and just guys that inspired greatness in those around them. With a, with a nickname like Bag of Donuts, I mean, how can you? He inspired. But see, even, with, even through all those leaders that y'all talking about, there was always just one lead dog, and that was Reggie. Even Brett will tell you that. <laughs> it was always one lead dog. You know what I'm saying? And you got to have that lead dog. We don't have that on this team. Nope. Period. 
It's not yet. I mean, not yet. I don't know if it's something that someone will mature into. Like you hope Jordan Love does, right? Yeah. Or if it's someone that they eventually draft or trade for. I mean, Reggie and Charles were both guys that they signed or that they signed in free agency. Yeah. Like either way, you got to find someone. And not manufacture someone. No, no. Don't do it that way. No. You got to find a true leader that comes out of that, out of that smoke. You know what I mean? But then again, LaFleur has to step up too. He has to. He has to, he has to do something. He got to do something to shake it up with two and four. We had almost two weeks to prepare for a team that got 70 dropped on them. And we lost yep. by two points. <sighs> Speaks yeah. for itself, gentlemen. Speaks for yeah. itself. It does. We yeah. can't sugarcoat all this, but I do say this. There's no way I would bench Jordan Love for this rookie quarterback that they got sitting behind him. There but, is no way. You want you don't ride the Clifford experience? <laughs> no. <laughs> he, I don't even think he earned the stripes yet. No. Come on. Did you see though? Like, I agree with you. I don't I don't want to I don't want Clifford in, but did you see the aftermath of the play where um Musgrave got hit and that guy got ejected? I see aftermath. The aftermath. So they showed they showed um they they uh zoomed in on the Packers sideline where all the players are drawing at what was the guy Jackson Jackson yeah Green Jackson that hit him yeah. and the and the player leading the foray screaming at this guy is Sean Clifford <laughs> and, and and I I'm no I'm not a a lip reader but I sure can tell when a guy says you are such a bitch and that is what Clifford said to Jackson. Well, you remember back in the preseason, he people were saying he's got that dog in him, so you can see it. Tell me how you really feel. Well, that was a not clean hit. Isn't that like the third time he's been flagged for that this year? Uh, I think so. Or yeah, even in years past, I think he's gone fined for a few times here and there too. Yeah, he's been fined for it. Yeah, like the last time he was fined for it, but they didn't call it in the game. And then he earlier in the season he got called for it and fined. Too. So I think this is the third. It's going to be the third time he gets fined, but it was the second time he got. That's fined. probably suspension. I think. Yes, pretty sure. Yeah. Oh man, people well, like to people like to have take dirty hit, hits out on the Green Bay tight ends for some reason. Yeah, Musgrave already has a concussion too. You remember Sternberger in that in that Houston Texans uh, practice mm-hmm. during practice? Oh yeah, that was Lonnie, John, Lonnie Johnson. Mm-hmm. He was talking all kinds of mad stuff like the next day. That was rough. Yeah. And then didn't Tucker Craft take up a hit this preseason in like with the Bengals? I think. Maybe. I can't remember for sure. Yeah. 
I don't know. But so here's here's what I want going into the Vikings. We're gonna wrap up because we're at close to 40 and everything. But the player I want to absolutely go off tight end Ben Sims. <laughs> Cut by the Vikings before the season. Picked yep. up by the Packers. Ben Sims revenge game. Let's go. I want to see. I want to see Dontavian Wicks. I want to see Dontavian Wicks at like quarterback. Yeah, that was nice, huh? That was a nice pass. You saw that. You saw that that, that tweet of mine, right? I, I see all your tweets. But oh, I know one? about Wicks. Oh. Uh, something like introducing your starting quarterback for 2024. Oh, <laughs> Dontavian Wicks. Yeah. Southpaw. Yeah, yeah, it was Southpaw. I did not even know his Southpaw. That was interesting. Yeah, neither. That was interesting. That guy needs to play more, though, for sure. Yes, he leads the NFL in, like, getting open against man, man covers, covers. Yeah. I don't like, I don't understand why he's not Jordan Love's first read when he sees that it's man coverage. I don't, I don't, I don't understand that either. Why did the... The Packers not see all those those video clips I made and put all on Twitter about him beating guys. Seriously. I put like probably like 20, 10, 12 clips out there. The Packers should really turn on your notifications, Brian. They should. I mean, he's actually speaking of guys you want guys you want more, you want more guys to have that dog in him. He's got that dog in him. Yes. Yes, he does. At Virginia, he was. Yeah. And there's a game with uh, against yeah, Illinois. Where he was, he was, he was going at it with, um, uh, what's his name from this past draft class? Um, Seattle cornerback. Um, can't think of his name right now. But yeah, he was going at it with, and that dude was there, the corner that everybody's talking about in the class was had the the had the biggest dog in him and this and that. And he wasn't backing down from. Him. I mean. I'll take anybody at this point. Well, Gilbert has already predicted Packers win. Yep. That's right. They don't have Justin Jefferson, so that's, right. that's a boost. That's and they right. might trade Danielle Hunter. So Daniel Hunter. Daniel Hunter leads the NFL in sacks, so that would be that'd be nice if he was not available. They'll probably they'll probably wait till after the Packers game, knowing them just to. Yeah, I know. I people are like, oh, they can trade Daniel Hunter, and then Packers don't have to worry about him. But the trade deadline is after. Yeah. The Packers Vikings game, they can keep him for one more. Well, two more because Vikings play tonight. Oh, who do they play tonight? San Francisco. That's a loss. Well, let's let, let's San Francisco hope. is coming in pissed off after that Cleveland game last week. Yeah, let's let Frisco beat them up even more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'll be. Oh, I hope you're right. <laughs> I I can live with being three and four if 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 that last third win is a Vikings. <laughs> and then speaking of all these people talking about, oh, the Packers need to draft Drake May. The Packers need to draft Drake May. 
I'm like, dude, you know how bad they're gonna have to be this year to get in position. Yeah, for real. Like Drake May is gonna be a top three. Yeah. And the other reason I say maybe, top three maybe, is because maybe. the Bears are not gonna draft two quarterbacks in a row with one and two. But you know, it's funny. What people were posting was speaking of that. It was funny. People were posting. I guess Drake May wears the same number that Mitch Trubisky wore. Yeah. And they both played for UNC. People were like, "Could it happen again?" I was like, "Oh my gosh!" If they draft him and he and they screw him up again, that'd be hilarious. Yeah. Well, and then, I mean, Gilbert. Sorry for the draft talk, but like, Caleb Williams, everyone's darling, is terrible against good defenses. Like, did you see that that stat? Like the last game, he's got like his record. Yeah, Owen, Owen three and. Against top twenty-five defenses, I think. Yeah, top twenty-five defenses. He's, I think, thrown more interceptions than touchdowns, and yeah, some people misheard. Some people misheard that stat and they thought it was top twenty-five teams, but it's top twenty-five defenses. Yeah, well, I mean, that's his. That's his. That's kind of been his flaw since a couple years. Is that he tries too much to try to create out of out of out of pocket and pull magic stuff like that and. He needs to learn how to play within the system and play within the, you know, the play design and take what's there and not just try to make stuff happen constantly floating around back there in the, in the, in the pocket for, you know, five, six seconds trying to find something downfield. So he's going to be a project, you know, all these like poor teams think that they're going to draft the quarterback and it's going to fix everything. Like they don't need to develop at all. Well, they, they see, you know, people, people, in there. Rare. they see him and they see Patrick Mahomes. They think he's going to be Mahomes, you know, and even Mahomes sat for a year. Exactly. Mahomes sat for a year. Yep. I would, I would take Drake May though. If the Packers are in place to take him, I would take him. He makes some insane throws. Just like, how did he put that in there? How did he get that in there? Like, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I, I I still am still believe in Jordan Love, but same. I'm just saying, even <laughs> even in Aaron Rodgers' first year starting, the Packers took a quarterback in the second round. And you remember who that quarterback was, right? Ryan Brom from what school? I don't know. Louisville. Oh, okay. He, he coaches there now too. Good for him. <laughs> so that means this year they're gonna draft in the second round they're gonna draft a next brian brom <laughs> well i don't know i just know brian brom is was never never good never good never the, air okay. the backup quarterback ended up being their seventh round pick that year uh Flynn, Matt Flynn. so that means this year they're gonna draft two quarterbacks two they better draft the offensive lineman and stop messing with I agree. Joe Alt. Joe Alt is my guy. If they get a little higher, they get if they get Olu, that'd be awesome. If they get Olu, oh my gosh. Yeah. That'd be locked down on the le- that left side. Yeah. yeah, with Jenkins. Move uh Walker over to right tackle. Move Tom over to center. Yep. And find yourself a new right guard. Get some new deodorant. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right, guys. I think we're going to wrap up. It's been rad. Thanks for all listening to our therapy session. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Hopefully. it's always go pack go over here. Always. always. Never change. Never uh, change. Hope, hope there's some more therapy for you guys as well. Yes. yes. Yeah. And you bet if when the Packers win, you better like listen next week, Monday, too, because Gilbert Brown is going to talk all the shit. Oh, yeah. All the shit. Bring the smoke, baby. <laughs> Bring the smoke. All, all the trash about those purple people eaters. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Have a good week. Deuces. <laughs>